If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanco. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. Y'all know I'm excited that you decided to show up and take center stage with me. Guess what? I am actually back in New York. I've been recording from the Bay Area. I went home in March, and five months later, I arrived, I believe, to the date, back to New York. It wasn't planned. I didn't have any goal in mind. It just happened. And I I feel different. I really do. There has been a series of events that have taken place over the last five months. And I just want to, you know, dedicate this stop on the tour to reflection. I'm here in Harlem. You may hear a siren or 50 The AC is in the background, but it feels good to be home. It is also a blessing to be able to call California and New York home. I have always dreamt of being able to say that, to be able to accomplish that goal of mine. And while everything is not perfect, right, I'm a recovering perfectionist, I'm grateful for the blessing. Sometimes we lose sight of the blessing because we're trying to focus on everything in between, right? But I'm so grateful. I arrived to the airport at SFO. There were some plane issues. And I was just like, okay, this cannot be it. So I was like, you know what? Let me set this one out. So I went to the front, spoke to the receptionist or I guess the person at the gate and was able to, you know, swap my flight for a direct flight the next morning to JFK. And I I just was so anxious. I could not sleep. I knew I needed to be up in a few hours to go back to the airport. And then I arrived in New York and I was like, wow, okay, this is New York during a pandemic. You know, not much has changed here, but a lot of people have left. And when I think about returning to New York five months after I left, um, I just couldn't help but to be grateful. Be grateful to return. Be grateful to call two coasts home and be grateful for the support I have. For so long, I felt like I had to do so much of life by myself even as I, you know, was in a relationship with my family and friends, I just felt like I was really by myself. So this time I was like, you know what? I'm not going to New York by myself. I'm going to bring family with me. So called my cousin on a Monday, told her we were leaving on a Thursday, bought her ticket, and we made our way here. And I'm so glad that she's here with me. This is her first time in New York. Um, and I say that to say that You don't always have to go by yourself. I could have easily come back to Harlem and had a long time in my apartment, 
I really wanted that. But, you know, I also wanted to not feel the way I've felt before while in Harlem, right? I left because I didn't want to be in a pandemic by myself. And when I thought about traveling back home, I was like, what sense does it make to return to your apartment by yourself and feel the same way before you left, right? I would recreate the same environment that I didn't want to inhibit by returning by myself. So I brought someone with me. You know, it's great to have this time to reset, to focus, and to really embrace the alone time that we have. But it's also important to not spend this time in isolation. You know, we have to be mindful of what it is that we need. I was having a conversation with someone and I said that it was important for us to be honest about our heart's desires. You know, everyone is going through whatever it is that they're going through, right? Be it a transition, um, heartbreak, disappointment, leveling up, whatever the case may be, maybe spiritual. And you just don't know. You never know what someone is going through, but you know what you are going through. And it is up to you to be responsible and honest about what your needs are. I needed to come home and relax, but I also know I needed company. So I'm so glad that my cousin decided to uh, be crazy enough to say yes um, and have her ticket purchased two hours after I asked her to fly later on in the week. Um, You know, being able to touch my bed and my feet on the carpet and sit on the couch and, you know, blast the AC is such an intimate feeling. I know that may sound weird, but it truly is. You know, there's something about returning to a place fearless or more fearless than when you left. I think that is applicable to a number of spaces, right? I remember showing up to workplaces and one day my anxiety would be really high. I mean, high functioning anxiety, like what am I doing? And then, you know, after leaving and then returning, I was like, okay, I got this. Um, And, you know, I don't necessarily um, have that experience this time around coming home, but there is this sense of relief that I don't have to do it. And You know, I want to offer whoever is tuned in to reevaluate the support you have. If you are in transition, if you are exiting or entering a space that you once were a part of or is new, but be mindful of the support that you have because it is easy to lose sight of who is rooting for us, those who are around us, and those who may not be supporting us the way we ideally would like to be supported, but that is the way they know how to support other people, right? So know that you don't have to go alone and to take inventory of those who are really rooting for you. Okay, 
So the last five months have been extremely transformational for me, y'all. I feel like I have been very PC with a couple of the episodes, last solo stops on the tour. And then, you know, I'm so excited to sit down with guests and record with them. But I don't know if I have been as vulnerable as I could possibly be. And, you know, that's what I want to be on this stop of the tour. I think even though I'm approaching the mic and I'm a little shaky, it's because some real things have happened. Um, And here on the tour, it is important for me to be honest and upfront so that whoever is going through can come out on the other side or get closer to their destination. Let me say that. Um, So last five months, there was... A point in March where I had this gut feeling about the pandemic, early March. So on a Thursday, I purchased a plane ticket to California. Friday, I left and I knew that I had to get on a plane before the airport is closed. Something told me in my gut, in my intuition, that the airport was going to close. I was like, you know what? If I don't leave by seven, I feel like me and Oatmeal are going to be stuck in New York, right? This conversation I had with myself, my mom, different friends and family. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to consult. I'm just going to buy the ticket. I was so grateful that I left. I believe my flight was closer to 7 p.m. And The next morning, I arrived in San Francisco, and I received a text message with an article link, and the headline, in summary, referred to JFK closing. I was like, oh my gosh, the air traffic controllers have contracted COVID-19? What? I'm so glad that I left when I did. Got home in the nick of time, right? Now, if you think this story is good, keep waiting. (laughs) the following day so I left Friday I booked a ticket Thursday flew Friday Saturday got home the airport was closed Sunday I received a email that really I felt like my stomach my heart fell into my stomach and it was an email about my salary being cut it was an email about, oh, it was an email that told me, and although it didn't say this, this was how I interpreted it. You already are overworked and underpaid. Now I need you to do that for half your salary without question and with more enthusiasm and willingness to get things done because the state of America and the state of businesses in America. For so long, (laughs) I have overcompensated, overcompensated because of a scarcity mindset and also because of the reality that I did not grow up with many resources Um, financially just did not have it and for the last I want to say okay so I most definitely have been grinding forever professionally for the last 
seven years, I have been taking every stab that I could, possibly eight, the last eight years, I have literally been taking stabs at whatever I could to be on top of my game as a storyteller, as a budding reporter, as a reporter, right? And I I was like, okay, I'm going to pay my dues. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I reinvested. I went to Columbia for graduate school and moved to New York. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So when I saw that email, I, I really was heartbroken, not because of the pay, but because of the disregard. And I was in disbelief because I knew the possibility of, oh goodness, I knew the possibility was high. I didn't think that, mm, I'm trying to be as careful as possible, so bear with me, right? I didn't think that there would be a lack of consideration, though. Right. I was in conversation recently with someone um, and you'll hear her here on the Get My Life Tour. And she made a very costly. But effective decision for her and her employees during this pandemic. And after speaking to her and a number of people, I couldn't understand how someone who had worked so hard for would not make provision and would not even be considerate enough to give people a heads up that their lives and their lifestyles will be impacted by a decision, right? This pandemic has hit hard in more than one way, y'all. I understand people have been laid off. People have been furloughed. Companies and businesses have folded Small businesses have struggled. Those applying to different loans have not gotten them and major corporations have. So there are a lot of dynamics that I understand. But what trumps that all for me is humanity and then leadership's ability to be emotionally intelligent. So, you know, I went from that to being just like, what? Better why, right? So it has been an interesting five months. And then even after receiving that information, I stuck it out for a little bit, y'all. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Be like, what? No, she didn't. Are you serious? Girl, guy. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Right? Because I was so committed to being great. You know, Sometimes I'm so impressed by my level of commitment and it's not often a good thing. It's not always a good thing, better yet. Sometimes we are so married to being great that we stick things out at all costs. And some of the prices we pay are too high. You know, we can't afford to put ourselves through certain traumas and be overcommitted to people, places, or things that don't truly serve us. Or there's no, you know, um, there's no real high return on investment. 
I don't know who's tuned in right now, but, you know, I was able to write an incredible piece for um, Forbes Women recently as a contributing writer. And I spoke with a soror of mine who is a career coach and owns a talent agency firm and does a lot of consultancy work. And it was a great conversation we had about how to break up with your employer during the pandemic. Right. That's a little plug to my written work, um, because I do want you to check it out if you are in need of a resource. And I don't share this to toot my own horn, but it was a real decision that I was weighing at the beginning of this pandemic. You know, I had just finished traveling in January and February, was back on a plane in March. And I was like, you know what? I have to make this decision. And I made a commitment to myself, a newfound commitment that before, you know, I took another trip around the sun, I would be exiting. Right. So I made what would seem or I made what would seem like an unwise decision during this pandemic to leave my job. Ultimately, for myself and for my wellness and my well-being, right? And I would never advise someone (laughs) on what to do, right? If you confide in me and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure. But it was truly a blessing because there were a number of people who read that piece and said that was the confirmation they needed. You know, someone DM'd me and um, I saw who I interviewed and said this was the confirmation I just signed. I just turned in my letter of resignation, you know, being able to inspire or inform that kind of change, right? I don't know how else to say it. It is incredible, right? I don't necessarily feel powerful, because of that, but it's a good feeling to know that others were empowered by the information that was shared. And I also thought it was time um, for me to speak to an expert about it and not just editorialize, right, or just share my experience. This is, you know, for a major publication and want to be as clear and informative as possible. But, you know, I made the decision to make this one of my areas of discussion on this side of the tour because there are so many more people who need to hear that it may just be time to go, right? There are so many people who are holding on to what's left of their career, of their job, of their wages. And sometimes there's so much more waiting for us when we're willing to let go and open our hands and receive. So I'm going to leave that at that. Um, You know, I try to be as PC as possible, but when it's time to leave, leave. And if it is time for you to leave, it is up to you to make the best decision possible for you. You know, I kind of want to pull up the last line of the piece because that was me editorializing a little bit, but um, it really was something that I felt that needed to be written. And the last line is, when you are committed, or one of the last lines is, when you are committed to being excellent without excuse, sometimes it is difficult to part ways with the very thing that is keeping you from leveling up. I'll read it one more time. 
When you are committed to being excellent without excuse, sometimes it is difficult to part ways with the very thing that is keeping you from leveling up. You know, interestingly enough, the day after my last day with my employer, I was able to, or I was accepted into the Forbes Women Contributor Network. And it was such a turn of events. I remember the excitement and just wanting to just go in and write and tell stories and begin to interview people so that I can have things in the bank. And then I had to remember to sit down and retreat because I needed to recover from my experience and I wanted to go strong, come out the gate swinging rather, right? And I remember having a conversation with the editors and I said, hey, would you mind if I took some time? And, you know, the response was, take as much time as you need. Like, you're great. You want you to be great. Be well. And I appreciate that, you know, there are some places or spaces where you truly will not be appreciated until you are gone. And even if people celebrate the wins with you that you help them get when you're with them, Sometimes they truly don't understand the value that you add, right? Um, So that's all I'm going to say about that. But just know that that was one of the many experiences that I've had over the last five months. You know, I've also experienced heartbreak and disappointment, y'all. It is real out here in these streets. I can remember a mentor telling me that it was okay to date and fall in love and be pursued and that I wouldn't always have forever to do so. Or at least I wouldn't be in my prime, right? I still don't think I'm in my prime. I really would be disappointed if I was in my prime right now because I feel like there's so much, you know, greatness to come. Anyways, I remember being told that and not really taking it seriously, right? I think at some point I adopted the strong, independent woman demeanor. Now, let me clarify. I love my brothers. I appreciate support and love, gentleness, and people who are able to lead, right? And I've always, hmm, I've always put career first. Right. And there's this question out there. Can women have it all? I want it all. Right. But I haven't been living in a way that has communicated the things that I want. And in conversation with someone, you know, one of the things that I shared is that we have to be honest about our heart's desires. I may have already said that on the stop of the tour, but I'm just speaking from the heart at this point. A lot of women are not honest about what we want men to, right? But we put what we want on the back burner in the long term. Those long term goals are just in the back burner. Um, and then we're like so driven, right? But it's like, where are you going? Where are you going, sis? You're so driven, but where are you going, right? Um, and you should pick somebody up on the way if that's what you want and be honest about that. You know, I have been honest about that and I have been open. And my expectations have been broken, right? A part of my my heart too, a little part. You know, I'm a gangster, but um, 
I remember hearing a pastor of mine in college say, it's, it wasn't your heart that was broken, it was your expectations. And I thought that was so good. But let me tell you something, when your heart and your expectations are, expectations, excuse me, are broken, it is hard to remain productive. Have you been there before? You probably have. Um, so I began to look up productivity hacks, right, for those who are disappointed and heartbroken. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I saw was be easy on yourself, right? Be kind to yourself. Find motivation. And really take your time. And be okay with not being okay. I was down for a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't know how this one is going to hit differently. Um, But you know what? It is important to go through and not around. I tell people all the time that this is a how-through lifestyle podcast. Um, And it is important to me at this point in my life to make sure that I am willing to go through, right? And willingness is such a big part of that. Sometimes we think we're subjected to processes because of this or that. But honestly, I think there are a lot of life lessons that we have to go through, right, to experience in order to come out on the other side stronger. Now, I'm not one to opt in for (laughs) an experience that feels like a struggle, but sometimes we need those things to strengthen us because Here's the other thing that I found. When you are not honest about your heart's desires, um, and for me, this applies more relationally, right? I want a family. Like, if I have four kids, it'd be lit. Um, And my husband in my head is just all this kind of magical greatness, right? But when you're not honest about your heart's desires, the agony associated with your expectations in your heart being broken hits differently, okay? I don't know how to better explain it than that, but it just feels different. Because at some point you may be in denial about what it is that you want and you experience it and you may not be as clear about it. And then when that thing begins to slip away, you're like, oh my gosh. It's almost like having a mirror held up to you um, and being confronted. I could commit an entire, dedicate an entire episode to <laughs> give my life tour about this. But, you know, I just want to give you all some updates about where I am. For me, leaving and returning better than I left is a great feeling, knowing that I have support, spending time with my family, reprioritizing self in learning, right, from the broken expectations has really been transformational for me, quite honestly. At some point, it felt like I was just being hit below the belt time and time again. And as I sit here in Harlem and I look back on it, I'm just like, wow, okay. A lot of those uh, gut checks have straight, has fixed my posture. Um, and it's honestly pushed me to be better. 
I've begun to train and be more mindful about what it is that I'm putting in my body. My energy is shifting, right? I feel stronger. It's not all about the physical. Uh, it, it really has been mental fitness for me, emotional fitness. It has been me challenging myself to be the best version possible um, every day, right? Um, and to really think about the choices that I'm making and be clear about what it is that I want, you know? Those things for me have um, not been secondary, but I think when it has come to being a professional and pursuing a lot of my dreams, they have fell on the back burner. They've, they've fallen by the wayside, quite honestly. You know, there's still so much uncertainty ahead of us. No one knows what coming out of this pandemic looks like. And I remember when we were going in, everyone was telling, and I, you know, I'm saying everyone loosely, right? A lot of people were telling others what they should be doing with their time, right? We you would see what people were made of and that if you weren't doing X, Y, and Z, you weren't going to be a millionaire, a billionaire, whatever the case may be. All these things were said. What resonated most with me was this time will really show us what we are made of, right? This is not the time to focus on other people um, unless you're pursuing a relationship, right? And you're growing your connections. I say that it's not the time to be focusing on other people, especially if you need to recommit to yourself, during this time, if you need to be more mindful, right? And that may be heartbreaking and devastating for some people who may be interested in you, but you really have to do your work. Um, oh, as I say that to you, I'm speaking to myself because I've been on the other end of, you know, someone needing to do their work. Um, it doesn't matter how much time you've invested what you have invested, um, what matters is your ability to be willing to do what you have to do and be okay focusing on you, right? Um, oh my gosh, there is so much I can say and I feel like I'm saying, um, now. <laughs> Here I am, center stage, and... When we realize where we are and how far we've come, or when I've realized how far I've come and where I am, a lot of the things that I've been through, it's not that they don't matter, but now I can see why they needed to happen, right? And a lot of that why, a big portion of that why is to move me forward to put me center stage in my own life and to show up for myself in ways that I may have been going too hard for something or someone else. Redirect that energy and truly give my life. <laughs> so I was thinking about my mic drop moment and what is on my heart is this time, do it for you. I have a tendency to focus on full circle moments and I like to interpret what something can mean um, and pay attention to patterns and so many other things, right? To 
really justify things. And sometimes it just doesn't work like that. And what I am learning, that it is time to do some things for me. For so long, I thought that I was. And then as I reflect, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I, I really am not sure. So to drop the mic, I say to you, this time, do it for you. You know, I I could thank you a thousand times, but I will just say thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening with your heart. And I really hope that you got something out of me, you know, just debriefing you about where I am on my tour, right? I think it's good to check in every now and then, do a temperature check, and be honest about where I am as I, you know, curate and produce and host this this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. To stay connected with the Get My Life Tour, be sure to subscribe, turn on all your post notifications, follow the Get My Life Tour on all social platforms, with the exception of Twitter. It is at Get My Life Tour. The Get My Life Tour was too long. Be sure to visit the GetMyLifeTour.com. Sign up for a newsletter that will be dropping very soon. And if you'd like to stay connected with me, be sure to connect with me on all social platforms at Lydia T. Blanco. Visit LydiaTBlanco.com for more background on me journalistically and just stay in the loop. I am so glad that you are on tour, that you show up, that you're committed to yourself. I cannot wait to share the next stops of the Get My Life Tour with you. But until then, it has been real. Peace. Mm-hmm.